Welcome to the K2 Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Every week, I'll be sitting down with a sales executive where they'll share their stories and experiences that produce game-changing results. Let's be honest, sales can be a tough game. I'm sure at some point, we've all delivered a less than stellar demo, been ghosted by a client or two, and sometimes maybe we did more talking than listening. And that's where I can help. The stories and insights our guests share can be applied to your own business, your territory, or with your team, so you're not reinventing the wheel. Our weekly tactics and strategies help you get out of your head and start creating your own path towards game-changing results. Welcome back to the K2 Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Now, for those joining us for the first time, welcome. And for those returning back, welcome back. Uh, This is going to be a solo podcast to celebrate October, which is Women in Sales Month. Uh, I think it should be Women in Sales Day every day, but uh, any any chance I can get to celebrate women, I will do that. Uh, I want to talk to you today about um, my my sales journey. I've been in sales corporate sales for over twenty years and uh, running my own business since twenty eighteen. And some of the lessons that I've learned along the way from you know when I started midway and and when I left corporate. And the reason I'm sharing these is because a lot of the f- female founders that I coach and that I work with. Tactically, they know what to do for the most part. It's the mindset and the belief system that that catches them. So it's that will or skill that um, that we're questioning. It's usually it's the will. And there's there's you know when you look at it, we're holding ourselves back. And this is not to say that there are some teams where there is uh, gender bias. There are you know unfair treatment. I'm not. I can't comment for that. But but what I can share is what how we can show up as women. And that how we can bring our best self to the table, um, even on the days that we don't feel like it, even when we're feeling less than and perhaps a bit of imposter syndrome. And and you know what? We don't need to project that. We can um, we can own it. We can understand it, and we can work through it. But I think the more times we can put ourselves into uncomfortable, difficult, challenging situations, that's where growth happens. That is where growth happens. And I think it's good to, to be, to be afraid, you know, to put yourself in these situations. And <laughs> I always say, just say yes and figure it out later because you will. And so um, I want to start just at the beginning and, and think about getting into sales, you know, for companies who are hiring and they're looking for a diverse team and the stats definitely show that a diverse team far outperform a homogeneous team but I would say be mindful of the language you're using. And I, and I do hiring as well. And I look at some of the posts before I modify them and the language is, you know, hunter crushing, quota crushing, you know, just real warlike terms, very aggressive and very male dominated. And, and, you know, when you look at the stats, you know, women outperform when men, whether you like it or not, we do. And so if you're looking to attract women, those that language is not going to do it. And even when you're in sales, there's so many times people were like, can you be the QB for this? And there's no female quarterbacks. So I just think women need to be treated differently. And the language we respond to is different than men. So if you're looking to attract women onto your team, be mindful of the language you're using. And also when I had my first interview back in, I think it was 1999. There was three men at the at the boardroom table, and I remember just going, like, "Where's the women? <laughs> Am I the only 
woman here. And, and I was for years, but I remember looking for like validation or acknowledgement that someone is like me and, and I never had it. And so I would just say also, if you have an interview panel or if you have um, different levels of interviews, you know, have some women there, have, bring a different perspective, bring a different angle and allow people to see others like them that's going to motivate them and invite them to want to join a company like that where there's growth and opportunity and people that look like them. And so I can say that when I had three men interview me, I was, I'm going to say for the next 10 years or almost 10, I was still the only woman. And so it's all, it's all I knew. And people say, you know, was it hard? And again, it's, there was no contrast. It's all I knew. When I did get contrast and when there were other women and when I did, you know, get married and have children, God, the world opened up and I realized, you know, how one-sided it was and not how bad it was, but how, how much better it could have been. But it, I didn't know any different. And so I would just say, you know, for sales leaders, you know, what kind of inclusive team are you creating? How are you creating and holding, you know, safe space for your team, for women going on maternity leave, coming off maternity leave? That's a very isolating time. Um, you know, it's, and even for me, you know, I was a, an A player and I remember leaving to go off maternity leave. And I just, I struggled to leave my team, leave my territory, knowing that, you know, I, you know, my role was changed and part of my identity was attached to it. And that, that's my, my doing. But I think, you know, bringing them back and integrating them and just really creating that psychological safety because, um, you know, we're, <laughs> we're fragile after that. There's a lot, lot of stuff goes on there. So I just think be mindful of the women on your team and really, really create that inclusive environment, even for those who are perhaps holding back, sharing, asking questions you know, really hold space for them and, and invite them, you know, Sherry, I haven't heard from you. What would you like to add? Because what I see is, you know, a lot of the times the guys will take up the space and it's the same people saying the same thing over and over. Women typically replay the question in their head over and over until it sounds perfect. And then John from the corner shouts it out and, um, you know, not really eloquently, but it gets voted in. And then the woman beats herself up because she didn't ask it. It doesn't need to be perfect. You know, just allow your voice to be heard, your thoughts. And, you know, if if it's difficult for you to do, I think that's where the sales leader needs to recognize that and uh, take control and allow everyone's voice to be heard at the table. So that was, you know, I, I look at and I think that was the beginning of my career. And then I looked at the middle of the career. Women have innate strengths. And when you think about building trust, when you think about being empathetic, when you think about wanting to help and being service, these things all come naturally to us. So when people shy away from a, a role in sales, but yet they tell me that they want to help people and they want to do good, you know, if it's the word sales, it's a trigger word, then, word, then, then call it something different. But that's what you're doing. You are, you know, connecting with people. We're great at that. We're seeking to understand them better. We're curious. We're asking questions to see if we're in a position to ultimately help them, which is what we want to do. And so I just think when you can act on your natural innate instincts, these behaviors that come naturally to us, just be yourself. You know, people, people, especially new people in sales, I think they, they think they have to be somebody and they have to put on this kind of fake voice. And it's like, God, the more authentic you are, the more you can show up 
as your true self. That's what, especially now, that's what's going to break through the noise. That's what's going to allow you to to, uh, be seen heard and your audience is going to feel that. And that's what we need these days is that everything's the same. We're all commodities. So the one differentiator is the experience you can provide for your prospect, how you can help them and allow them to feel seen, feel heard, feel validated. And we can do that organically. So I would say, you know, instead of trying to memorize all these scripts and templates and frameworks, yes, we need structure. Yes, there's commitments uh, that we definitely need, but don't don't hold back from your true innate strengths that come naturally to us. And that's one thing that I can tell you, I didn't do early in my career because again, being in a very male dominated, it was just this these Type A players, and you kind of you know you're associ- you're guilty by association. I was taking on their energy and and I didn't really tap into my feminine energy and my my own unique authentic self and that only came in after i had babies and then i was <laughs> then i turned into a woman <laughs> no it was just i changed i definitely changed and so i think your environment plays a big role and i had a very male dominated environment and so it was only when i changed that i tapped into my my superpower, my strength that I never even thought existed. And I could see that my, my, my outcomes, my wins were the same, but the journey was so much more enjoyable because I was me. I wasn't acting. I wasn't playing a character or a role. I was showing up. I was speaking from the heart. I was, um, if it wasn't a good fit, I was okay. It's great to know you. If anything changes, please feel free to reach out. It was like, it was just me. It was so it was so much fun and it was so liberating. So I would just say, lean into your authentic innate strengths and behaviors. This is who we are as women. We have we have an advantage um, in, in this area over men. So please lean into it. And the other area I would say is um, when you look at how do we how do we get more women in sales? Because you know the last thought I read was fourteen percent of women are in sales leadership. And that's a very, very low number. And I would say a few things. I would say, you know, women want to see women like them. And so especially if you have um, an executive leadership team full of men and probably white men, you know, we're looking around saying there's nobody like us. Therefore, that path forward probably isn't for us. And so I just think um, back to the hiring, absolutely look at the language. But I think when you look at climbing the ladder, like have women role models up there, have women um, in those leadership positions that can attract, that can groom, that can mentor other women and really start helping them blaze the trail. Um, I, I think also networking, you know, I, a lot of times people say, well, we don't have the budget. My entire career Anything I wanted that I didn't get approved um, from an association, from networking, from conferences, I paid my own, I paid out of my own dime because I never thought of myself as a sales rep and then Karen. It was one person. And so I never thought of myself as a sales rep and then Karen. It was all the same person. So I'm bettering myself as a human. So even though I'm going to improve my skill set, my awareness, uh, network, meet new people, I'm helping myself as an overall individual. And so I never, I never shied away from that. I had no problem investing in myself. And so I would say, how are you networking? How are you joining other associations, meeting other women like you? And I would say women that are two to three steps ahead of you or where you want to be, 
So you start hanging around with them, understanding what are they talking about? What books are they reading? Where are they focusing on? And just, you know, step inside their world to see what you should be doing, what you should be thinking about to get where, to, to get where they are. Because if you can't find it in your own company, it doesn't mean to say that there's no influencers, there's no other mentors out there. Okay. Even on social media, they don't, they don't have to know you. I have many authors I look up to. I've never met them, but I've read their books. I follow them. And through that, that's some of the benefits of social media. They've helped me along the way. And so I would just say, surround yourself with strong, like-minded women who are where you want to be and start developing those habits. Start incrementally putting things into practice that are going to help you get to where you want to be. I would also say, do things that scare you every day. Do things that challenge you that are are uncomfortable because that's where growth is on the other side. And I can tell you when I went on my own back in 2018 and some people, you know, asked me to do this or speak here and I, you know, I was, I I didn't have a lot of experience, but I would say yes. I would say yes to everything. Um, Freak out after I said yes in my car or at home, but I would figure it out and I would show up and I would bring my A game and then I would get more business and and it just turned into a, a cycle. And I would just say, you know, know your worth. And I know a lot of people hate the term fake it till you make it. And, and I, Dr. Amy Cuddy did, did a study and she talked about, you know, the, the movements and the, po- the poses and the stances we can do and how these power poses really do impact and they reduce cortisol. But she says, fake it until you become it. And I would agree with that. And I would say, you're not faking it. This is where, you know, a bit of imposter comes in into. But if you can visualize, and if you have that belief that over time, I will become this through these repetitions, I will then channel that person, channel that future self. And then in time, the gap between your current and your future self decreases and you are that person. But for me, it was those consistent daily behaviors. And sometimes they're not the fun ones. They're the boring ones. But over time, that's that's what the compound effect is. So a lot of times, you know, I'll be coaching women and they'll say, you know, I hold, I, I don't speak up at meetings or I hate public speaking. I hate the sound of my voice. And I just say, well, you know, that's where you start then. How can we start turning it around? Remove that from your identity because right now that's, that's all you're doing is you're, you're continuing to stay in this place. So remove it and, and just move past it. So what I can tell you after 20 years in corporate sales is that I've never been impacted by the stigma associated with the title. You know, I know Daniel Pink's word cloud and he pulled an audience and said, you know, what are your, the words that come to mind when you think of the word sales and it was icky and yuck and pushy and slimy. And you know what? I know that that's out there, but that's not me. And if that's not you, what I would say is forget it. You know, if you, if you are there because you're looking to help, you're looking to make some money, you know, your worth then forget all that. You know, I just think sales is a profession. I always, and I still do hold it in a very high regard. It's a very respectful profession. I did very, very well. And um, the reason I actually, side story, got into sales is I was teaching. And I remember um, the bell rang and I saw two cars pull out. The teacher's cars pull out at like 3.30. And I was at the time coaching basketball and volleyball. And I was photocopying lesson plans for the next day. And I remember just saying, we all get paid the same, but I'm staying like another three hours. And the light went on and I said, you know what? I need to be, I need to be in a job where I'm rewarded for my efforts because as Will Smith says, I'll be the last guy, person, not guy, girl on the treadmill and nobody will outwork me. And that's what I did my entire career. I just outworked everybody. So I would say 
Don't let the stigmas impact you. It's a great profession. Um, show up as your authentic self. If, if you're stuck and, you know, you can't get past certain things, you know, reach out. I'm happy to get on a call, uh, send me an email. And if I can offer any advice or suggestions that have helped me in my 20 years, I'd be happy to do the same for you. So anyone who's listening is a woman or identifies as a woman, I want to say happy Women in Sales Month for October. Keep blazing the trail. Know your worth. Uh, allow your voice to be heard at the table because sometimes people are not going to hold that space for you. So you have to hold it for yourself. Let your voice be heard because we have something to say. We need to remember that. So thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great rest of your week. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the K2 Sales Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Our weekly sales insights are geared towards sales reps, leaders, and small business owners to help navigate the complexity of modern day sales. Our tactical takeaways help you put a plan in place to start creating your own game-changing results. Until next time, happy selling. This podcast was produced by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub Productions. Find her online at podcasthub.ca.